Is that working? Right. You know when you get up to a speak in front of a group of people, however many, and you haven't got a clue what you're going to say, um, it can be a bit interesting. Um, I've obviously been spending the last week or so um, thinking about tonight. Um, and to be fair, uh, I, I think I'm going to do a bit of fishing tonight because I really don't know where God wants us to go. I, I keep going, oh, there's a... Well, actually, you know what? I'll start. I'll start with a bit of sarcasm. Does everyone like sarcasm in here? Uh, I, I think there's certain people that like sarcasm. And it wasn't me. It's not me that's going to say the sarcasm. Do you know God is sarcastic? Everyone's going, home. Job chapter 38. You don't have to get your Bibles open. I'm only messing here. I'm going to just read it to you. You can listen. You, you, you don't have to be too diligent. You know how Job was a whinger? Never met one of them before in my life. Um, and Job basically whinges at God and talks about everything bad and all that kind of stuff. Well, he never really did whinge, actually, did he? He was the one that kept his mouth shut. Everyone else whinged. But anyways... Um, God says to him, he challenges Job in chapter 38, verse 19, he says, Where does light come from and where does darkness go? Can you take each to its home? Do you know how to get there? But of course you know all this. For before you were born it was created and you are so very experienced. I think that's very sarcastic actually. I, I thought I'd start with that. No, you, don't, you don't have to take me so seriously, guys. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not comedy club tonight, is it? Right, okay, let's get serious. Let's, let's be serious. Ephesians chapter 2. I think Job is a very interesting topic, isn't it? Um, we all know, it's especially in Word of Faith circles, you know that it was only a nine-month period because outside of our circles, people seem to think that Job had a problem with life for eternity, that 80 years went by and God never helped him and nothing changed. Well, no, it was only a nine-month period. I think so many times in our, our lives, we, th we look at our lives and think, what happened nine months ago? And you just think, well, actually, it's the same three years ago, it's the same five years ago, and nothing really has actually changed. And that really shouldn't be in any one of our lives, should it? Um, especially because we're born again. Yeah. We're spirit-filled believers. We are people who have had, hopefully, an encounter with God. I think everyone in this room should honestly be able to say they've had an, quote-unquote, encounter with God, not just uh, a period of experience over a long period of time, but individual times where you've actually met with God. I certainly know that I have. I, I know that I'm very blessed in the fact that I was became born again about two and a half years old. So I, I was quite very young. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost about five. And I look at my life and I think, what happened between five and 40? And you just think, ugh. <laughs> but... Thank God I grew up in a Christian home. And, and I thank God my wife pretty much grew up in a Christian home. Thank you very much. And, and my wife actually grew up in this church. And, 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 and uh, we, we've been talking to some pastors in, in Manchester, um, Faith Life Church in Manchester lately. And I was able to share with them and say that we've both grown up in, quote, unquote, the household of faith. And we, we come, I mean, if, I don't know if anyone of you listens to Jeremy Pearson's um, 
the grandson of Kenneth Copeland. And he's just come out and um, decided that him and his wife are now, they were traveling all over the world preaching, and they're now becoming pastors. Um, they're buying a piece of land in Colorado, near Colorado Springs. And I think it's 71, and they got it up to 80 acres. He's younger than me. Um, I met him when I was 17, 18, I believe, his convention. Um, he was in the youth ministry, and he just happened to be there. And thing. I, think I w really wish I kept up. The, <laughs> the relationship, but you don't do these things, do you? But he's, and I was sitting there thinking, how is he able at 40 odd years old to go out and buy 71 acres? And if, and if you watch their, if the Believer's Voice of Victory Network, you probably find it online. They actually show this acreage and the, the, the building they've got is massive. It's going to be a, a church. This is his first church, remember? And I was thinking, you know what? The reason why he can just jump in that at that age is because he's actually grown up as a generation of things. This country hasn't had that generational mindset when it comes to faith. It has generation mindset on a lot of things. You think about all the cathedrals and how big they are. They took 400, 500 years ago, uh, years to build. Somebody at day one, decided we're going to build a cathedral. I'm not going to see it. My son's not going to see it. My great, 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 great grandchild might see it completed. We don't think along those lines anymore. We don't think generationally. We think very much, what do I need right now? And if I don't get it right now, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset like Job was going to be upset. He, he, he had to suffer through some horrendous things listening to people around him complain and moan. And, and his wife even told him to what? Curse God and, and, and just die. And he managed to keep his mouth shut. And even then God still challenged him. Even then he says, hang on, do you know where light comes from? Oh, yeah, of course you do. You know where light comes from. Darkness, you know where that comes from. You know all that. Well, of course he doesn't know that. Sarcasm. God knows so much more about the things in your life and the things that you're going through that would blow the very fabric of your consciousness. If you're thinking about, I'm going through this hard and emotional and frustrating time, do you not think God knows what you're going through? Do you not think he knows the beginning from the end and he also knows the path in between? He wants to be uh, beside you and undergird everything that you're going through. And when I say through, I mean through it. You might feel some of the flack. You might feel some of the, the, the pain, the suffering, and all that kind of horrible stuff that we, we, we battle with in life. But we're going to go through it, aren't we? See, our emotions and our, and our, our the emotions are a very good way of gauging on what's going on in the world, isn't it? Aren't they? There are they're, they're receptors. There are, they are like, well, someone's trying to hurt me, so my emotions are letting me know they're trying to hurt me. But do we listen to those emotions? If you do, you start to grow things, don't you? You start to grow strongholds. You start to grow uh, things like, oh, well, the next person who tries to hurt me, I'm going to rise up and fight back. And all that kind of associated things that goes on. What's my point with all this? God knows. God knows what you're going through. God knows what you want to see happen. God knows what the end result can be.
Ephesians, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 19. Well, let's go to verse 17. We know it's the prayer that Paul says, and, and, and Kenneth Hagin is very well known for saying that, that he prayed this all the time, and that's why he, he had a lot of revelation, because he prayed this prayer multiple thousands of times. But I want to pull something out on this for us in the context of what we're talking about. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you, and I would say me, gave unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know what the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? And these two words, towards us who believe. The exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. I heard somebody say this, I think it was today or yesterday, you will not increase in anointing above the authority that you work in and effectively apply yourself in. Authority, that, that word has been kind of like bouncing around my head and, and heart in, in, in the last day, really. And I, I've been thinking about that. We, we're very schooled on authority, aren't we? We, we talk about it a lot. That we, we read the book, The Believer's Authority. We, we, um, we kind of try and think we can see, conceive what authority really means. But really, it begins here, doesn't it? What the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Let me just flip over into my other translation that I've got here. Um, makes it a little easier to understand. Sometimes the King James is great to quote because it, it's, it's rhythmic. It's one of the greatest books on poetry, they, they reckon. It's, it's one of the most well-versed thing. But sometimes you kind of do a double take. And I'm not one of these people who are King James only. I was, I was watching a YouTube clip of some guy. And, and I, don't wanna, I don't mean to judge this, this preacher, but he was, he was going kind of about, you, you must only read the King James, is what basically saying. And then, then he said, and I thought it was hilarious, he said, you go and take a picture of somebody with you who isn't King James only, and you say you're King James only. And I'm like, okay, gosh, thank you. Anyways, there's a little sideline. Um, don't be bogged down on certain things. Right. Okay, so it says here in verse 19, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power towards us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him in place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now, he is far above any ruler, or authority, or power, or leader, or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere. So Christ, the power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead is towards us. The whole point of everything that he did in the salvation experience and in, in everything that was going on, it was actually towards us. It was in God's thinking. He was actually thinking, 
I'm doing this not because I want my son back, but because I want to create an environment where my son raises up from the dead, and then suddenly I have got an opening for my whole family to be involved. The power that Jesus raised from got, got that actually made it possible for Jesus to be raised back is actually coming towards us. It meant to be affecting each and every single one on a day-to-day basis, isn't it? And the only way you're going to operate in that is understanding the authority that you have in that. Now, he was raised from the dead, but it also says that we died with him. It says, once you were dead because of disobedience and many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers. The answer, he is the spirit of work in the hearts of those who refuse God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our spiritual nature. But our very nature, we're subject to God's and just like, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much. Even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. At the same time Jesus was raised from the dead, so were we. We were all, at the, I'm talking, I was talking to the youth today at our church and we had this little um, thing that they were doing and they had this like four, you can imagine it's like a squ- four square block things and it said a homeless person and a child who's kicked out of school. And they had two things, as God sees us and how you see us. So the, the, the idea was to ask the youth, how do you see a homeless person or how do you see uh, a child that's that's kicked out of school, right? So just getting the thing. Well, how do we see them? We generally see a homely pers- homeless person is like smelly, uh, ugly, angry, miserable, all those kind of things. And how does God see them? And of course, they would come up with they're like, well, they seized him as someone who needs loved and thing. And and I was trying to get them to think, well, God actually sees them like He sees us. I didn't say this because I didn't, they, I didn't think it would quite get through to them, but really God sees that homeless person or that kid kicked out of school or any other person in the world through the blood of Jesus, doesn't he? We were all raised from the dead at the same time. We all have the opportunity to operate in, in resurrection life. And that resurrection life, what happens when we make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, we confess him with our mouth and we're raised from the dead. Yeah, But that... that operating. I think this is what I'm trying to get my heart around and to try and communicate tonight is, is we've got to operate in that somehow, don't we? We've got to operate in, 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 in spiritual things. We've got to understand spiritual things. We've got to think about spiritual things in a, in a, in a way that actually activates them and allows them to work in our lives. I don't know if that makes any sense, but So where am I going with all this? So he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. We aren't just a friend of Jesus. We aren't just a buddy. I mean, there's a a well-known film that talks about buddy Christ. Things like that. that. That is the conception that the world thinks we have. We have a friendship with Jesus. He's our buddy. It's not quite true, is it? It's very much far from the... He's once, first and foremost, our Lord and Saviour, isn't he? But also, we're actually sat down beside him on the throne that God made for him. That, that's actually quite a mind-blowing concept to most of the church, but to even myself. 
That we have the privilege to not only just come and talk about it. I mean, I'm very privileged always. I always say I'm honored to come and speak before you guys. It's an honor to stand up in any kind of pulpit and situation. But we have the honor to share about the good news of Jesus Christ all the time. But we've got so much more than that, haven't we? It isn't just about sharing it. It's actually, we've got an actual authority in a spiritual sense to do and achieve so much more in our lives. In our, our We were praying for people in, in this church. There's a certain amount of authority that we can apply and use to, to, to cut into things and sometimes we we get frustrated by it because we don't see it happening in the natural but really God wants us to keep going and keep allowing that 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 precious power that he has made available to us towards us in us he wants us to be able to keep cultivating it. And when we're, we're living in, a, in, a, in an environment where the church is, is backing away from these things, slowly coming away, slowly trying to, to there's the, the, the saying, in, in, it goes in America, the, the, soya, the soya latte drinking preacher with the skinny jeans is sitting on a stool, maybe some holes in his jeans and, and just giving a, a half an hour kind of chat. That's not the church that I want to be part of. And it's not about dress code. I, I'm not going to make it about dress code. But there is a certain element of authority that can, there's, a, there's the other side of it is that pe- people will talk about preachers looking like they've got authority. Preachers that look authoritative. They are standing in the, in, in the power and the presence of God. Maybe wearing a tie, maybe not wearing a tie. I don't, it doesn't really matter too much about all that. But the, pro- the point that I'm trying to make is that authority that we have is going to allow an increase in an anointing underneath us. See, Jeremy is going to start walking into some things in his life. He is going to start walking into some things in his life, but that anointing won't incre- increase until the authority starts to be pulled out of him. And I'm speaking that to you. <coughs> There's an authority that needs to be stepped into and risen up. And, and, and as your pastors do that into your lives and you submit to that authority, then an, an anointing can come in and flow in and inject into your very consciousness and how you... De- See, what, what's the purpose of the anointing? The purpose of the anointing is to destroy yokes. Break things off of your lives. Break things off of people's around you. See, I can flow in the anointing for you guys and ignore it for my life, or I can flow it in for my life and ignore it for you guys. There's a dual nature to that anointing, isn't there? And some of you guys are so schooled and so knowledgeable about these things, but now it's time to kind of release yourself into it and allow these things to come out and allow yourselves to be fired up for the spirit, spiritual things of God. Allow yourselves to, to, to become used of a spi- the spirit of God. It's time for you guys to step out and blow up some things in the spirit realm. There's time, it's time now for you to pray for people that you've never prayed for before. It's time now for you to, to pray in your closet for people, but not just that, but to actually lay hands on people to allow the power of God to flow into people to allow so you've got something that so many other people haven't got I've got something that so many people haven't got it's the spirit of the living God living inside me but it's not just that it's the word of God living inside me 
It's revelation. Once you have revelation, if you don't use that revelation, you will not be able to step into more things. What do they say? The last thing that God said to you do is the, the limit to what God can do in your life. If God told you something 20 years ago and you still haven't done it, you can't go any further in God. You can't go any further in the, in the things of God. I have to be so sensitive and make sure that I am listening on a day-to-day basis and realize that if I am not obeying God today, tomorrow I'm going to miss it. Somewhere along the lines, the next day I'll miss it. The next day I'll miss it because back here I've missed the encounter that I'm supposed to, to, to do. God Almighty wants to come in and dwell in each and every one of our lives, whether it be in, in, a, in, a, in a small way where you actually just help your next-door neighbor, or whether it be a massive way where you pay for revival of a city. Now, that's big, thing, big thinking. I would love to be in a position where I could pay for somebody to go to Africa, and I'm not there yet. Thank God I will be. Thank God that the power of God is so strong and so powerful in this earth that we can all tap into it for what we need, but not just for what we need, for what people around us need. See, the devil would have us believe. The devil would have us believe that we are insignificant, small, and not able to achieve anything. I could tell you for a fact this church has achieved things spiritually that you would not understand or believe. You don't have a clue. You don't have an insight to what you've actually done in the spirit realm through your prayers, through your Holy Ghost prayers, through the things that God is able to do. Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're praying the perfect will of God. How many years has this church prayed the perfect will of God. Okay, we might not see it in the natural, but I tell you what, in the spirit, there is a fruit coming to you. There's a fruit abounding to you. When you die and go to heaven, you are going to meet people from all over the world. That are gonna, You are going to come in contact with people all over the world that you have affected supernaturally without even understanding or without even knowing it. There's a revival that is being carried in this very place. There's a revival carried in each and every one of your hearts because as you pray, as you believe God, as you rehearse the things of the Spirit, and as you pour that out of your heart, you are affecting things far greater, far more massive, far more expansive than you would ever know. Does it matter that you're not affecting the the houses down there? No, because if you're in the presence of God and you're doing the will of God, God God will use your prayers to affect that group of people. Now, if God tells you to go over the street and knock on a door and you don't do it, that's a different story. If I tell my child to go get in the bath and he doesn't listen to me, he is what? Disobeying. If I don't care that he doesn't have a bath and that he just (laughs) wants to be smelly all the time, it's not his fault, is it? It's my fault. So God knows what he's doing. And I want to encourage you guys on that. God knows what he's doing. God is not sitting there going, you think you know what you're doing? You you really think you know what you're doing? He He knows what he's doing. And he trusts that you guys are listening. He trusts that the mistakes you've made are under the blood of Jesus. He trusts that the things that you're going to do tomorrow can be used for his glory because we don't exalt ourselves, we exalt him. When we, we sing songs like there's a sweet anointing in this place, is that the four walls? It very, very quickly, you, when you sing that song, because I love that song, I, I do, and, and I, I think it's great. 
very quickly you can think, well, it's this, this building. Well, no, what's the place? It's, it's my heart. It's your heart. The anointing in you. The anointing in you. The anointing in you. The authority in you. The development of God in you. The love of God in you. There's a sweet anointing. And that sweetness is, is a honey sweet. It's a, it's a maple syrup sweet. It's not a refined manufactured sweet. It's something that's natural to the spiritual. It's the supernatural presence of God dwelling in you, able to release you of all, of all pain, of all suffering, of all everything. And, and it's just flowing so sweetly through you. See, it's not a forced sweet. It, see, manufactured sugar and all that kind of junk that we get, processed food that just destroys our bodies that we all love to eat so much. It, it's not that. It's a natural, supernatural natural, if that makes sense. It's the the, the, the honey from God. It's the, the dripping beauty of God living inside of us. It's the equipping of God. See, God's equipped us to do a work. God's equipping us daily to do a new work. But he's equipped us all the time, all the time. I keep looking at these guys. They're equipped. They're equipped. They're equipped. They're equipped. They're equipped. They've got equipment. <laughs> We're laughing. But I'm serious. Thank God for equipment. You guys are equipped. I, I look at my family. They're equipped. They've blessed me so much over the years. They fed me, thank God. <laughs> Probably fed me too much. But the Spirit of God wants us to, to be aware of these things. He wants us to be excited about these things. I, I, I really, I get a sense that though I'm preaching to the converted, I'm preaching to the choir, we've got to be so, so sensitive and careful that we don't just get into I'm going to shift into first gear, shift into second gear. I'm just going to go through the motions. I'm going to come to church on a Sunday. I'm going to come to church on Sunday night. I'm going to come on the Thursday night. Or if if I need healing, I might go to healing school. It, it, It just comes the same old, same old stuff. And when the Spirit of God and the power of God is available to us, it should be a daily thing, an excitement. We should be waking up with an excitement. Now, trust me. I've not always been like this in terms of consistency. <coughs> My wife is the consistent one. She'll, she's been at the same job for a lot longer than I've been at any job. And she's very consistent. But my fire, that burning desire, that what, what I preach from has never left. I've always had that, ever since I was young. Because there's something that I know, that I know, that I know, that God wants to achieve, not only in my life, but in every single one of our lives. I, I think heaven is going to be such an amazing place. I, 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 was, I was watching a guy this afternoon, and he was talking about um, how, how we all have bucket lists, don't we? People have bucket lists. We want to go to the Grand Canyon. We want to do this. We want to do that. We want to go to... I don't know what your bucket list is, my bucket list, I don't really, and, he's, and he was saying, and I'm, I'm very much the same, I haven't really got one, because you've got to remember, once you die, 
you're coming back for a thousand years millennium. So if you haven't seen the Grand Canyon, there's a good chance in a thousand years that you're going to go see it. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So really, what are we here for? Well, I mean, we, we're here, for, we're created for good works. We're here, you know, don't ever take it lightly that, that the things of the Spirit and the things of, of God are hard work or, or tiring. Or <laughs> I was talking to another friend of mine and he was, um, I, I don't know, I can't remember, Wendy, there's a, a Raymagrad, Wendy, I can't. Yeah, Wendy Preston, he was talking to her once, and she was, she's always, she's very prophetic, prophetess type, uh, yeah, I don't know, I've never met her, but he was saying, he was just saying to her, I said, oh, I'm really tired, and she was eating her food, and she just put her knife and fork down and looked at him and said, no minister of God has any right to be tired. <laughs> and now, I mean, <laughs> I'm not there yet. Because why? Because we've got a privilege. We've got, once you become born again, you are privileged people. You know, I mean, we talk about white privilege and this privileged and that privilege. But think how privileged we are having the Holy Ghost, God creator. The, see this Holy, this Holy Spirit guy, you know, the one that we talk about all the time in Pentecostal circus. He, he was actually there at the beginning of creation. Jo God saying to Job is basically this. I was there. When I said light be, my spirit reacted to my words and actually created light. He raised mountains, squashed the waters down, he set a barrier for where the waters would not come onto land. All this kind of stuff. The Spirit of God is so awesome and he lives in each and every one of you. We, we make nice words saying the sweet anointing, but really we're talking about God Almighty living inside of us. We don't conceive it because we sit there and think, well, why am I not got this? Or why, have I, why do I have a pain in my left arm and I'm believing God to get it healed and all this kind of stuff? And it hasn't happened yet. God Almighty still lives with inside of us. He's still leading us and guiding us. He still wants to achieve great things in our lives. He still wants to minister to the, He is crying out. Something Oral Roberts wrote a note to uh, another guy saying, he is was convinced, he's convinced that your prosperity is linked to souls. And that hit me, it hit me very hard. And this is one of the guys who he is one of the biggest evangelistic healing kind of ministries in the, in the 40s, one of the biggest who traveled all over the world seeing m millions of people, I presume, saved. And he was also very wealthy and saw lots of money coming to his ministry because his first priority after seeking first the kingdom of God, is to get people saved. What's God's priority to get people saved? I know that we all have got rights and privileges in God. I know that we've got our healing, we've got our benefits, we've got our, our, our things that we can stand on. But really, if you want God to take you seriously, and I'm preaching to myself more than I'm preaching to any of you, what are we gonna do about this harvest? What are we going to do? Are we going to be part of the labors that are few, that don't really exist? Are we going to affect people in the world? Now, does that mean that we all have to get up on, on stage and preach the gospel that Jesus is Lord? Be saved or you're going to hell. No, we don't have to do it like that. We can finance the gospel. If you put your finances into something that is reaching souls as a priority, God's attention is going to start listening to you. Well, he responds to faith. Isn't that faith? What's the best 
thing you could do with your faith right now? Is it to believe God for your healing or is it to believe God for some salvation? I tell you, your healing will happen if you're getting people saved. And I'm looking at myself too. I, I really, honestly, please don't think I'm saying something that I'm not preaching to myself because realistically, I have got a fire that is lit on the inside of me that wants to see people saved because guess what? Jesus is coming back and it isn't going to be that long. We may have been saying it for 100 years. We may have been saying it for 500 years. We may have been saying it for 2,000 years. There's something interesting there because Paul in, in, in the New Testament, he talks about it like Jesus is coming back now. Like Jesus is coming back now. Peter, I think, we think had a little bit of a bigger revelation because he says one day is what, a thousand years? Two days is 2,000 years. But you know what? We're coming up to 2,000 years. And if you do a little bit of research in the Bible, we, we, we kind of think and we kind of got this idea of about 6,000 years being the, the, Adam's time on earth. We are so close to what Jesus is going to do. And the final fireworks are going to start li- lighting up. I was reading in Matthew just while we were worshipping. I think it was really interesting. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 11, and Jesus is talking about John the Baptist. I tell you the truth, of all who have ever lived, none is greater than John the Baptist. Yet even the least person in the kingdom of God is greater than he is. That's a statement in itself, isn't it? John the, ba- um, John the Baptist was well known for dressing in weird clothing, not drinking alcohol, preaching and telling the religious people they were idiots and things like that. And he was also considered one of the greatest prophets, wasn't he? But he's also, the very least of us is higher than him in Jesus' eyes. But verse 12, And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and violent people are attacking it. We are in a battle, in a war, we talk about Jesus Christ being raised from the dead and we're sat down in heavenly places, but we're, we're sat down in heavenly places as an occupying army. You think about the occupying army in, in Iraq with the Americans and the British. Did they walk around thinking that everything was fine? No, because they got bombed, they got attacked, they got IEDs blown up, there's deaths things like that. We are in a battle and, a, and, and something is going on in this earth right now that we have got to be so aggressive with our faith, aggressive with our righteousness, aggressive with our victory. See, our victory is only ever um, enforced by us putting our feet forward. What did God tell Joshua? Everything that you tread with the sole of your feet, you can have. We have got a place in history right now where we can walk out the victory that Jesus has provided for us. We can walk out and stand in an authority that resists the enemy on every single front. And for that purpose, for that, the point of doing all that, is just to expand our borders every single time. Every soul that we get, every soul that we in, in hook into the gospel, every soul that we, we, we see come into, into, into the kingdom of God for eternity, 
we are just expanding the borders. We are growing the borders. We might not see it on a day-to-day basis, but I tell you what, God wants us to keep going. God wants us to stay hooked up with him. And I know your hearts are right. I know you as individuals want to see these things. You wouldn't be here on a Sunday night in the middle of summer if you didn't want these things. See, the priority is souls. The priority is hungering after the things of God. And you hunger after the things of God, you're going to draw people in because the presence of God dwells in each and every one of us. See, miracles happen when the presence of God is bigger on the outside than he is on the inside. He's expanding, he's enveloping, the anointing is flowing. I'm very poetic when I talk about these things. I'm not one of these people that will give you six steps to receiving from God. I won't. Because a lot of the time, do you have six steps to having a relationship with your wife or husband? Some people might do, get up in the morning, make a coffee, and I might get lucky tonight. I don't know. We don't operate like that as human beings, do we? There are principles in the Bible that deal with these things. But it's a relationship. The anointing of God's going to flow stronger in you with, as a relationship than it is as in, I've done this, this, and this, and this. I've prayed for three hours today, so therefore I can go down and pray for somebody else. No, because you don't always have time to pray for three hours before you pray for somebody else. I didn't know I was going to be praying for Julie today. I didn't have time to think about it when your pastor tells me to do it, do I? I've got to trust the Holy Ghost in me, in her, in her, to see these things come to pass. And I believe, I'm believing for Julie. I'm agreeing with Julie. I, I know we all are. But, and there's more to come for her. And each and every single one of you. The power of God is so awesome. the elves and and as I wrap up today tonight I hope I've spurred you up spurred you on stirred you up all those kind of things not to just think of yourselves as turning up to do something that you have to do, but turning up to remember and remind yourself that the Spirit of God can still flow through you when you pray, when you worship, when you magnify Him. He wants to still use every one of you every time that he can possibly do it. Our mouths are to be filled with the word of God. Our eyes to be consuming this this word and allowing the spirit of God to invoke a passion within us. First off for souls. Seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things will be added to you. You seek first the kingdom. What's the kingdom? It's It's souls. At the end of the day, I, I, if we're all poor, broke, and destitute, but still winning people, I'd rather that than us all be rich living in mansions, not talking to anyone else. I'm sorry to say, and I love prosperity. I want to be wealthy. I want to I finance the, the gospel. But if my wealth and my prosperity and my health are consumed on me and my own, and my children, just that's all it is, me, bless me and my kids and my wife, and that's it, then there's something lacking in what we're doing. And I believe that this church sows into things financially. I believe it hooks up to things. 
keep believing that that is affecting stuff. You know, your finances are affecting stuff, even if you're not talking to somebody tomorrow about Jesus. But let me allow the Spirit of God to kind of prod you and say, well, hang on, maybe there is somebody I could talk to. I need to think about it. My next door neighbor isn't a Christian. What do I need to be practically doing to allow him to see God in me? It's those little things. It's those things. See, the authority, what we're talking about, coming out of you, you have so much that you can say and shout about and declare and walk in victory on. You have an authority over the enemy. The enemy is under our feet, we were singing today. The, the, the power of God has lifted you up out of the pit of hell to the very peaks of heaven, sitting on the right hand of the Father, and has given you an ability to talk into the spiritual realm, talk into the, the things that are going on, talk into family situations, talk into relationships, work situations. There, there's times when my, there's one, one of my children, my youngest one, has been in reception this year, and he's been fighting with another child, and this has gone on. In fact, he's not in the same class anymore because the nursery said, "Don't put him in the same class." Basically, when they asked, because these two children butt heads. And it, it carried on, and, and they're good friends, don't get me wrong, but for some reason this, this lad always winds up my lad, and it ends up to be nastier on the other lad. My lad seems to be the, the stronger one of the two, maybe. But I, I remember at the beginning of the year having to just take authority over whatever was causing that. And it stopped. It, the relationship is fine. Now, don't say that, the, you know, we still they still ruffle each other's feathers if you like but the reality is there are things that you can do practically if you pray about it and 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 hear from god you can actually deal with things there 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 are things that can be affecting you at work that you can take authority over because what the god of this world has blinded everyone he's blinded them he, they they can't see the spirit so if someone's rabbiting on to you at work and constantly nagging constantly bickering constantly putting pressure on you you can actually go around them as a human being because what our our fight is not against flesh and blood it's against spiritual things heavenly things just a little bit of teaching to close there but I think as we bow our heads, let's just all bow our heads for a few minutes. And let's just pray for a few seconds. If there's things in your life that you need to deal with, whether it needs to be repented of, whether it needs to be changed, just ask the Holy Spirit right now for wisdom. Ask the Holy Spirit to, see, to show you where you need to take authority. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you who you need to reach, who you can reach, because there's, there's people that only you can reach. Ask for laborers to go across the paths of the people that you can't reach. Ask for wisdom for your finances to go into to reaching souls, to, to use your authority in the area of finances to fund the gospel. Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now to come in and fill this place, fill these people afresh, overflow them give them a sense of your peace and your presence 
And if there's anyone at the sound of my voice who has never made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life, I ask you, Holy Spirit, right now to come in and invade their life. Get on their case. Show them your presence because it's a simple answer. It's a simple answer. It's a simple answer. If you want to get out of hell, if you want to get out of a situation which is going to cause you eternal damnation in the fiery pit of hell, all you have to do is say, Jesus, Jesus, you are Lord of my life. I want to make you Lord. I want to have you in my heart. I want to have you leading me. And I ask anyone under the sound of my voice, if they need Jesus in their life, just to say, Jesus, come into my life. I make you Lord. I make you Lord. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. And transform me every step of the way. Thank you, Father God, for this precious group of people. Thank you, Father God, for this church. Thank you, Father God, for the plans and purposes and pursuits you have for this, this group of people. I call in new souls. I call in new people. I call in new finances. I take authority over every demonic spirit that has hindered this building, this place. I take authority over everything that would hinder the ministry in this place. I take authority in the name of Jesus and I command you to bow your knee. And I thank you, Father God, for the harvest of souls that is coming, not necessarily into this building, but into heaven because of the results of prayers that the people have prayed and the things that have been done. But I thank you, Father God, for our freedom and a newfound life in this place. A newfound freedom in this place. A newfound release in this place. That the burden removing, yoke destroying power of the living God would be known. That this place would be a center of fire. That this place would be a center of healing. That this place would be a center of faith. That this place would be a center of victory. That this place will not die off in history as a failure. But this place will be a success. Not only in the spirit, but in the practical in the natural I confess and believe and I can take authority in this place that uh, your spirit resides here your spirit flows here your spirit makes life here and brings freedom here and releases and equips and uses the authority and thank you Father God that there's a newfound freedom in the spirit and in the people and that every step that you have made for them is ordered of you. Because we are a righteous people and our steps of faith are resurrecting power, taking ground, 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 taking ground. We are to take ground, take ground, take ground take ground. Thank you, Father. Praise your mighty name. You are worthy of all praise. I glorify your name. I magnify your name. 
I praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, restore, restore, restore. Restore a hunger for your presence. Restore a hunger for your presence. Restore a hunger for your presence. A hunger for you. A hunger for your power. A hunger for your spirit. A hunger for your anointing. A hunger for the things of God. I I declare a hunger for you that sees great things happen. Great things happen. Great things happen. New, 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 new rivers, new paths in the wilderness, new things. Your spirit, your spirit, your spirit, your spirit in this place. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise your mighty name. Praise you, Father. Praise you, 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 praise you. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. 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 It's up to you guys. It's up to you guys. It's up to you guys. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep going. Keep stepping forward. Keep going. Keep going. There's new paths. There's new things to do. There's new people to reach. There's, no, there's everything new in, in the future. There's everything new. Keep going. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Praise you, 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 Father God. Glory, glory, glory to your name. 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 Hallelujah. 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 New equipping. New, 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 new equipping. 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 New, 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 new. New. Hallelujah. New. Hallelujah. Ah. Not old things, but new. 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 All things new. All things new. All things new. Going forward. New. 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 All things. All things new. Newer. 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 New. 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 Ha. Ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory to your name. 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 Praise you, 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 praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha ha ha. 
Ha ha ha, brother, live with single and super stinker, the bunker, dang, a dish to this day, and Zeke didn't even get she stayed with single and for two for six today, down the fetish did she did the vampication for one for this day. Bamba dingle as she did for Hongala, ha ha, live with single, she did go sunga shila and vanaga ditch day, very king galeste, wove a home of Vivili, ha, she did live with city. I run off a spirit of apathy right now in the name of Jesus. I take authority of a spirit of apathy, of laziness, of anything that would hold and hinder anyone in this place from reaching the lost from reaching going forward I take authority over I break the power of it in the name of Jesus this is a marked day in history a marked day for this place a marked day going forward into new things new realms of thing, of glory new realms of the spirit new realms new realms new realms New realms, new realms, new realms, new realms, new realms, new realms, new realms. Kalibi kiss to Suste. Ha ha ha, ha ha ha. Fava getting bad. Jo Sushi Stunglish Dinglevite. Da the Zilstite. Da the Zuku Vama Candle. Vakiga Vihidish deliver. Daddy won't can ever get the Stinivasi Kish Deviseva. Daddy Vok Shokstitista. Vava Kingle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy. Did it towards you? Hallelujah. Praise you, 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 praise you. Praise you. Uh, Spirit of God. Spirit of God, the Spirit of God living in me. Have a sister, dip it, dip it, dip it. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, Mazika lived. She was ill, and she was kitted. Do also still live it. Can for Hunter's Jesus, sister, dip it, dip it. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Beloved, in the Vinky did it, Mr. Stitty. Ha. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. I would have you to know, I would have you to know that it's not a part of laziness of your thinking or your actions that's the issue. There has been something in the spirit realm that's been holding things back. And your authority, your victory must keep be kept spoken out of. You need to keep speaking it, keep living in it. You know these things, but by my spirit I want to change these things. Don't feel condemned. Don't feel like you've lacked something. Don't feel that the, the years have gone by and nothing's been achieved. Don't feel those things. Don't allow emotions or thinking or uh, natural circumstances to, to, to dwell on your, your ability to go forward. No, the things that you need to go forward are available. The things that you need to go forward are for you. My power is towards you. My ability is towards you. My 
My thoughts are for you and they are good. They are wonderful. They are powerful. They are life-giving. Fresh, fresh, freshness, 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 freshness to the ministry, to the church, to the body, to the people of this fellowship. A freshness, a renewing of, of life, of, of life-giving force. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take hold of it. Take hold of it. Take hold of it. We talk about it. Take hold of it. Take hold of it by faith. It's going to happen by faith. It's going to happen by faith. It's you believe in the word. It's you taking a hold of it. Believe it. Believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Jesus.